You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are thankful that you have joined us today as we continue in our series, Challenges Facing Generation Z. I'm joined here by James Ross, lead pastor at Church on Bayshore. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. It's mid-May. Are you so tired? I am tired. This is the busiest month of my life. (laughs) It is. Yeah, there's so much happening with uh, church. So much happening with kids and school, end of the school year, my yes. word. Uh, it's like we're making up for 2020 and 2021, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm in school and it's yeah kicking my tail. So It's yeah. a lot of work, a lot of reading. Aren't you ready to read something that you get I to am. choose? I am. I have a post, post-school list. Oh, yeah? What's, what's on it. your list? Uh, both of Rich Stern's books. Oh, yeah. Uh, my friend Dean and Sarah just came out with a new book called Get Over Yourself. Oh, that sounds... Uh, yeah. But you should read that. Yes, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, so lots of stuff and maybe 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 more mat- stuff for Boggy Top. There you go. Content. Future content. Yes, but speaking of current content... Wait, we weren't speaking of current content. Future content. Future generations. Ah, yes, there we yes, go. Yes. So we are talking about Generation Z. And if you uh, listen to last week, I think we should start calling it Generation Z. Z. <laughs> we were watching place. something last night and they called Pizza Za. And I was like, that's so dumb. Oh, <laughs> so were you watching Goofy movie? No, it was. We were watching <laughs> the Goofy movie. They caught what a terrible pizza. movie. They're like, let's get some Za, Polly bro. Shore. Polly Shore. And probably Whatever so. What happened to Polly Shore? Who knows? Where are you, Paul? Are you listening? Listening, Polly? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no I doubt not. it. Uh, I don't. Even, we were watching something with the kids, and I was like, "Do the kids say? Do people say that real? You know, because I'm at that age where I have to ask my kids, do people really say that?'" And they're like, "No." It's like, oh, okay, okay, well, good okay. to know. Please don't ever yeah. say that." Uh, but we are talking about Generation Z. What's or, that your <laughs> passive aggressive way of saying "Don't ever say Z"? Oh, you did. Say Z. You said Z. <laughs> I said it. You said, <laughs> I said oh, it. Man, I'm so proud of you. Generation Z. Generation Z. And uh, if you listened last week, we talked about uh, who this is, and this is really the next generation that's coming up. And they are coming up in a world that is very different uh, mm-hmm. than what we experienced, just as the world that we experienced growing up is different than the generation like before. Pluto was a planet whenever uh, I grew up. Now, I, you know, and there's controversy that Pluto might be a planet again, oh, I heard. Oh, so oh. it might be again. I don't modernism. know. Generation Z is going to change that. Is it, is it a planet to you? That's the question. <laughs> I feel like Pluto, I feel that Pluto's feelings. Actually, that's millennials, right? Like Generation Z is like, is it or not? Like, yeah, just tell us. Tell us. <laughs> uh, it is. We take a vote and there we go. We've decided. <laughs> so last week we talked about what it's like for Generation Z really in a post Christian culture. And in these next few weeks, we want to talk about some specifics about culture. And the reason we're uh, that Generation Z will face, and the reason we're doing this is because as leaders, as the generations before, uh, and there's generations before us, as a generation before Generation Z, that's a lot of generations, uh, <laughs> we need to understand the world that they are growing up in because mm-hmm. it affects their worldview. Uh, it will present some challenges in reaching them, but also 
also it also presents some gifts. Uh, right. There's many positives in mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. today we want to talk about uh, one of those. What we really believe is a positive is that Generation Z is growing up in a more diverse world, uh, a more connected world. So that's part of the factor in diversity, but a more diverse world than any of us grew up in. Mm-hmm. And we're talking specifically about culture here in yeah. the United States, right. of course, because that's where the majority of our listeners are, though. Our, our maps show that we actually had a listener in uh, somewhere in, in Jordan and in China and Russia. Wow. So uh, you know, whether it's the, Ru- <laughs> is the Russian bots listening to us. If to- you are listening to us from Jordan, Russia, or China, reach out to us. We want to know who you are. Yeah. We want to syndicate <laughs> wait <laughs> right do you syndicate still i i, I probably but i think that's, podcast that's, it's a little different because the radio the internet right? changed everything so yeah uh <laughs> we need a we need here we go here's my affiliate. passion plea we want to get this message across the globe and in order to do so we need your sponsorship <laughs> your <laughs> name could be right here your company's right. name could be right here on this cup yeah unless you're in a place where there's it's a close country and that could be Dangerous for oh, you yes. as a Christian. So well, I didn't uh, mean I didn't mean the Chinese the or the Jordan. There you go. So or the they're, they're done. Jordanians <laughs> wow. are done. Speaking of diversity, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. Rescue. Uh, all right. So uh, that there we are in a more diverse <laughs> culture than ever before. So let's talk about this. Uh, some of the positives to this. What do you see those positives of being in a diverse world? Yeah, I mean, I think we should start with the picture in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> is very diverse. Yeah. What do you mean? Jesus isn't white. <laughs> He's not white. And, uh, you know, in fact, uh, the Bible talks about every. People aren't walking around heaven singing our national anthem. They are not. They're what? not. I know. I mean, I think somebody legitimately, as we say in this, might be insulted because they've always thought that. Um, but I mean, it's just very basic understanding of the Bible that um, it's the kingdom of God and that's mm. where our allegiance lies and that's what's eternal. And nations, while we should respect them and 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 pour ourselves into them as much as we can and, and be present, uh, are temporal. Every nation is temporal. We not only see that from the Bible teaching truth, but history shows us that as well. Um, and I think only do nations that achieve a great deal of power uh, begin to flirt with the idea that we might be more than a temporal nation. Mm-hmm. And we live in one of those. And so I think that uh, we just kind of insulate ourselves from that. Um, and nations that even last for a long time end up taking different shapes and forms of government. And so, um, so yeah, so, so diversity is good because it's what heaven uh, is going to be. It's reflective of the kingdom yes. of God. I love, you know, when we read in Revelation, the pictures of heaven that, that John records and his visions of ev- people from every tribe and every tongue, and they're confessing, you know, is Jesus. They're praising yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and what a, yeah. a beautiful thing. And so there's, there the kingdom of God is diverse. Right. So uh, that's a positive of our culture right now, moving towards uh, more inclusion, more diversity, is that it actually uh, can be, uh, more of reflective of the kingdom. So let's talk about specifically what some numbers here, some statistics yeah, that yeah. show uh, this increasing diversity. So, yeah, well, so I, uh, there was an article done by the Pew Research Group last year, and it talked about, again, America and the diversity that's taking place in America and how in about uh, 20 years it's become 10% uh, less white. I mean, I, I, for simplistic terms, I'm going to say that, and I'm a white guy, so I'm allowed to say that, um, even though you could say that too. Um, <laughs> you but, have permission. I 
yeah, you, well, you don't need my permission. <laughs> That's to right. Say don't that. <laughs> anyway, but um, the reality is based on the trends by 2044. So that's 23 years from now. Uh, that was quick math for me. Um, whites will be less than 50% of the population. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just continues to trend. Uh, in that direction. So at this point, you know, while we would still be the my majority uh, race, uh, those who are Caucasian, uh, the reality is we will be less than half of the population. And, um, and so, so the, the, the trend actually is yes, more African-American percentage, but actually more Hispanics that are making up uh, the, the population mm -hmm. and, and Asians are growing as well. But um Anyway, I just feel so weird saying all those terms, by the way, but I'm saying them in the purest sense, but I don't walk around saying right. blacks and whites. And <laughs> right, <Asians>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But but it is important for this yeah, conversation, yeah. And, it's, and it does feel awkward, I think, especially, <laughs> I think, we in our roles uh, as pastors and leaders and, you know, really having a heart for all people. Uh, and given our, our culture right now, like, you just feel very tepid about every conversation right. yeah, yeah. Uh, because we don't want to say uh, the wrong thing on purpose or on accident. Uh, and we don't, we want to say the right thing. And so it is when you talk about ethnicities and colors, it is, you just feel weird, but it's, we're just talking about these because there's no other way to, to say right, it. You're talking yeah. about diversity, you know, uh, you know, and just so we understand too, that every generation is becoming more and more uh, diverse or non-white. Uh, and we say 52% uh, now of Generation Z are non-Hispanic mm. white compared to 61% of millennials. So you see in just, a, you know, one generation, that number has shifted a Wait, lot. 52% are white compared to 61%. Correct. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. And Moment. then, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then... It, so every generation is is going to become more and more okay. uh, diverse. And yes. So uh, what we need to talk about too is, is is how does this affect Generation Z and their right. worldview? Yeah. So you have like in 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 any generation you have kind of how we feel and what we see, but we're also being shaped by what happened before us. So like Gen Z and millennials and whoever kind of thinks like, well, this is just how our generation is. But part of how your generation is, is shaped by your response to the generations before. And so I, I do think that's important to understand in this, in this. So, so we're going to not try to speculate too much. And we're just going to talk about just pure data in this survey done by the Pew, Pew Research Group. They, they asked people, what do you think about this trend that's taking place in America? And uh, boomers uh, and and only 28% of them said this is a good thing. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean 72% said it was bad. Many people were neutral about it. Right. But 28% were like, that's good. As comp compared to 64% of uh, millennials and Gen Z who said, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's a big difference. So you have, you have the generations before millennials and Gen Z who aren't necessarily fans of a more diverse America. Um, I'm not saying they're against it, but they're not necessarily fans of it. Where then you have these younger generations who are like, this is good that this is happening in America. So, so that's kind of a climate we live. And I would say, I'm not assuming that. There are those in, and, and again, there's those in every generation, but there are those, many of those in the previous generations who are very concerned that this means a fundamental shift in, in how they think America should be. 
Right. And then you intermix that with politics and brands of politics, and it gets even more confusing and uh, more jaded in terms of people's perception. You know, this uh, Barna survey uh, says that 76% of Gen Zers say they feel diversity and inclusion is a very important topic for brands to address, meaning Mm -hmm. like they are determining what products they'll buy based on how these brands address diversity <laughs> inclusion compared to 72% of millennials, 63% of Gen Xers and 46 of baby boomers. So you see mm-hmm. uh, that, that say what you were just talking about, those, uh, those numbers that, that aligns up exactly where it's like, it's not necessarily they're saying it's bad, but more and more are saying it's good. And we actually right. are expecting people to, to address inclusion, to address diversity. So let's, let's talk about the church and diversity and inclusion and how, what steps does the church take in this? Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that it's important to pause and say, Part of the change in perspective is, is that it's before us, but also it's just awareness. The reasons a lot mm-hmm. of generations before don't necessarily have this positive view is they weren't exposed to it the way the current generations are. I heard Rich Stearns talking on a podcast the other day about how uh, we've done so much in the recent years to eradicate AIDS, to deal with global poverty and all these things. And the reality was, yes, there's apathy in the church. But also there was an exposure. Right. There's a lot more isolation. Right. And so that was the job of of him with World Vision and other organizations was begin to bring these issues to the Mm -hmm. church, you know, and they did respond. And I do think that boomers and uh, Gen X, boomers, it just sounds so insulting, but Gen X, uh, the more they're exposed to this, the more positive they do view this. And so I do think it's Mm -hmm. on the job of leaders to bring boomers and bring Gen X with you, not to push them aside in becoming a more diverse um, church. So so I think that needs to be said that they're not the enemy just because they don't necessarily aren't as passionate about this. Right. Uh, That's a really good point because every generation thinks they've they've got things figured out more than the generation before. I think that's a natural tendency that we always just think we're right. And I think, you know, we've talked about that pendulum shifting. uh, And I think it's really arrogance on our part to say, well, you know, we're part, I'm part of the generation X, Xennials to say, well, boomers got all this wrong. And so we're going to fix it. Yeah. Uh, But they can pay for everything. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly how they feel. And it's, it's it's right. And so it's the same way with millennials. It's like, well, you know, the whole, okay, boom, okay, boomer that happened with millennials. And it's like, well, we talked about this, like, well, you raised, you raised millennials. So it's there, you know, uh, and generation Z is going to face that same challenge. So we as, as a church have to model what, it right. looks like to bring everyone along to raise awareness because yeah. I think you're absolutely right that the church sometimes I think gets a bad rap for saying, well, the church has just been apathetic about this. But I think I've seen over, you know, in my brief history in church leadership that when the church becomes aware of a need, that the church is usually pretty responsive. I think specifically, um, you know, there's been a heightened awareness in the past decade of adoption and foster care within the church. It's just, Mm -hmm. and it's not that it's been trendy. It's just, there's been a lot more awareness and we've seen an in, we've seen many church, not just this church, not just other churches in our area, but really across 
the country, we've seen many churches. And I think part of it was an awareness. Uh, and so it's not necessarily that the next, we figured it out and the generation before us just turned a blind eye. Every generation has blind spots, but not every generation after that it's, is going to fix everything. And I think as we uh, mentor Gen Z, as we lead Gen Z to become leaders, it's uh, teaching them with humility that, you know, they're going to see things that uh, are wrong yeah. and they're going to see a better way to get around it, but uh, or not to get around it, but to work through it and valuing that voice at the table. Yeah, I think. I don't want to get into critical race theory too much because uh, even though this is boggy talk, I'll get stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I do think where some who ascribe to critical race theory uh, error is the failure to recognize that people who maybe grew up and have systemic racism embedded in them or subconscious racism embedded in them. Let's give you that benefit of the doubt that the Holy Spirit can't transform them, that the Holy Spirit can't change them. And so, you know, I, what I I believe, maybe this is idealistic, maybe this is audacious of me, but, you know, I'm, I'm a zennial. I'm like, right, I'm almost a millennial. Some people would say I'm a millennial. And I believe kind of being in between these, these shifting of mm -hmm. cultures, that part of my role in ministry, at least for the foreseeable future, is how do I bridge these two generations to work together because that is the design that God has. And I think that there are many boomers, Gen X people who, yes, they may not value diversity, you know, the way that Gen X, I mean, excuse me, the way that Gen Z, the way that millennials do. But if they see it, the Holy Spirit uh, says, hey, you were created for this. And they get behind it and legitimately they fund things mm -hmm. uh, so that the church can re be relevant in this generation to come. And so I do think that it's so important to include multi-generations in this dialogue. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to, we just... We, that's not natural because yeah. we just want to be around people who think like us, act like right. us, affirm us. And that in and of itself is not diversity. Right. And so we want to be as leaders, uh, inclusive of all generations. Right. Uh, and, and not to do that just, uh, for optics. Uh, we've, I think mm. that's a, that's a, mm. a downfall in this is that we can, we can fool ourselves and, you know, you see churches do this. You see organizations do this, like talking about to addressing brands. It's like, you can kind of see through it. Like they're putting a spokesperson up and you're like, uh -huh. is this really, are you really valuing their voice? Or are you just doing this for like optics? Every contemporary church in the mid two thousands that had that like banner on their website. And you like walked in, you're like, I don't see black people. Yeah. Or Asian they're like, people yeah, or exactly. Hispanic people here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that dude? It's like right. the same, same like token couples <laughs> yeah. that you mm -hmm. like, that's not right. We don't want to have tokenism. That's right. right. And, and, and that goes for ethnicities. That goes for ages. This tokenism of like, hey, I want you at the table. Now, I'm not really going to listen to you. I just want you to be the spokesperson. And and there's there's a growing uh, uh, intolerance for that right. in our culture, which is good. I think that uh, persons of color have been used by organizations mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. purpose. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we're seeing a growing uh, um 
what's the right word? A growing set, uh, uh, just saying, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. A resistance yeah, to that. Taste Res- yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's a resistance. And it's that's because when if we say we want to truly value uh, diversity, then we actually need to value it and not just yeah. – to make ourselves feel like we value diversity. And that means, you know, listening, it means being, you know, like humble, as yeah. we've, we've said before, it's like you recognizing like uh, that people do have experiences that I don't understand that. And I think that's a, a growing uh, value, a, a good thing in this for mm-hmm. Gen Z is that I think they're much more aware or bec- maybe naturally much more aware, not that people can't change and can't do this, uh, but that other people have experienced the world in a different way and right. that they that we need other people's perspectives yeah, yeah, to absolutely. fully understand the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't have much more to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah, that's, that's that good. is unusual. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think to add to that, people are increasingly less tolerant of churches that aren't diverse. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think, so our church is pretty white. Um, It's less white than it has been. But I think if you came from somewhere that was more diverse, you'd be like, dang, dude, this is, this is, this is a pretty white church. Um, And I'm just using that phrase for simplistic because it's just the truth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm pretty blunt. But um, I think people are more tolerant of it here because our community, unfortunately, is very, uh, you know, mono-ethnic. You know, I think Mm -hmm. 91% or 93% uh, white, you know. So, I mean, that's – we're pretty reflective of the culture. But I just think there's increasingly less and less – value in that. I think that, you know, when I was in, and, and, and my church in Crestview was less traditional, um, but it was probably more white than this church is. And part of that was, you know, I, I was really ingrained in sports community in Crestview. And so I had a lot of African-American friends, um, but they did church with their people. And that was just, and, and many of them had been there for a long time. And that was just kind of, I think the military is a little different, you know, because they are a part of the military, which is diverse. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's going to be less and less. I don't, I think people, while I would say generations before me were cool with that. I think that that's not how Gen Z wants to do church. Yeah. Again, speaking generally. Yeah. And I think, you know, older generations would say, and I've heard people say this, well, why? Why do, um, you know, the Sunday morning is so still such, such a segregated hour? It is, yeah. Uh, and, and really, I think as a white person understanding, because uh, I've heard other white people say, well, why do they want, they want to have their own? And then it's said in that with that kind of like, I know I'm saying (laughs) that and even I was saying, I'm like, please don't think that I'm saying this, but I've heard it said that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, from conversations. I heard like real voices just saying that when you said that. (laughs) I mean, I'm picturing people saying that to me. And, uh, you know, I think from conversations that I've had from things that I've read too, just, it was, you know, for Persons of color, for specifically for our black brothers and sisters, it was it's it's like a time that's sacred because it's a time that they aren't having to think about fitting into right. a predominantly yeah. white yeah, culture. That's good. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I've got to admit, I don't understand that as a as a white person. Mm. But no. I, that, just because I don't understand something because I haven't experienced doesn't mean it's not 
right. a reality. Right. Yeah. And doesn't mean that I'm not also responsible because if we do want to, uh, you know, be reflective of the kingdom of God, then we've got to value that to, yeah. you know, how do we understand it more? How do we support each other more? How do yeah. we, how do we truly, you know, be brothers and sisters in Christ? Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think it's a struggle for it. So it would be, so if God brought tomorrow, 25%, you know, of our, so our, our church is, you know, I mean, it's hard to know during COVID, but let's say, you know, pre-COVID an average eight to 900 people and 200 people came from, um, you know, a, a, a black church, you know, that, that they wanted to be a part of our church. Are we going to change to reflect their preferences? Like, cause they're a part of our people yeah. and they bring, you know, a, a unique culture that then would affect our culture. And I think that's when it becomes a problem because we would start to argue about change. Cause as a pastor, I would say, Hey, look what God has brought, what they bring to the table, assuming again, that they, you know, did have some different cultural distinctions. Would we do that? And that's where real diversity is like diversity is not bringing and and I think like some of my like progressive friends like they're like diversity diversity and what we mean by that is all races need to act like white people yeah it's just, like what they mean is assimilation yes not yes, di not yes, diversification that's a great, great. They, yeah and like you're saying like, would we expect those people the the people coming that that group would we expect them just to assimilate into everything we already do and us not change to reflect the growing diversity and and I think Gen Z is way more divided. I think that Gen Z is like 50% like assimilation and 50% diversity. And as the believers, we have to say diversity, not assimilation. You know, mm -hmm. we have to say, we have to say, we want, we want as people ingrained in our church, we want the culture to change. And I think the church hasn't always thought like that, even, even of white, right. oh, yeah. even of like, if we reach, reach two, I'll give. So we brought in, God grew our church by about 300 people in about three years, mm -hmm. mostly young families. Yeah. And that were, required change. And who weren't of the same, always been a part of a first Baptist church background. Mm -hmm. And so we changed not to reach them, mm -hmm. but because we were reaching them. And so a church should always be willing to say, are we going to reflect who's coming or not. Right. And and we've got to be really honest too as leaders and say, we're figuring this out. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. And that's yeah. A, not just as pastors, but even our, our leaders in the church, our lay leaders, we're like, we're figuring this out as we go and we can't <laughs> like, well, we understand it perfectly. I don't know what it looks like, honestly, but if we want to go there, then we've got to be willing to learn, be willing to change and be willing to say, I don't know. Yeah, and it's and it's a process, and that's what I would say to like my 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 friends who are from um, you know a minority background that you know as you try to integrate because and I'm thankful for this like a lot are more like okay hey we're going to come in and we're going to we're going to integrate with um, you know churches wherever it may be like the, the I would say probably the frustration I see with. Because change is happening in America, but the frustration I see is like, it needs to all be fixed right now. And like, nothing mm. works like that. My marriage, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> My children, it doesn't mm -hmm. work like that. Nothing works like that. And so I think, do you trust that these people who are leading and with you have your best interest in mind? And if so, let's have conversations and let's press towards this more Christ-like, kingdom-like 
expression of the church. Right. And that's really, and that's the heart of the gospel. Right. You know, that's the heart of the gospel is that you see people from every nation, every tribe, every tongue confessing uh, Jesus Christ as Lord. And, you know, that's, that's the gospel. The gospel is for all, for all who yeah. would believe. So we want to be reflective of that. And I think we as a church have to, you know, not think of ourselves as us and them, but to think of it's us. And I think Gen Z is as a whole in broad terms, uh, maybe a little farther down the road naturally yeah. because of the world they're right, going up right. in. And so that's an advantage. Yeah. And we have to say, okay, as leaders, how do we help them see the beauty of this and to continue to press into this even more so? And that means that we have to do it as well. Yeah. Do you know why the church in Jerusalem spread the gospel so quick? Why? Because people came from all different mm -hmm. cultures, heard the gospel in their language, yeah, and then dispersed mm -hmm. eventually. God sent them out under persecution. So if a church is made up of people from multiple cultures, it's going to have the greatest opportunity for the gospel to advance through them. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of this. When, when a church is united around the kingdom, they gather and they go, you know, yeah. and they start new churches. And so if the DNA is this healthy DNA and they reflect diversity, then God can spread the gospel so clearly. And that's clearly what we're called to do. Acts chapter one, verse eight, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Matthew chapter 28, go and make disciples, mm -hmm. you know, in Jerusalem uh, and, and baptizing in every place. I have that memorized and I messed it up right there. So I'm just <laughs> trying to go fast, right. but like, so, so what an opportunity in America, like, Yes, America is changing in some ways, but when it comes to this, this is an opportunity for the church in America to reach the world. Absolutely. Not like, with American principles, but right, with kingdom the, principles. Yes, the kingdom principles. And that is that is the key right there is with kingdom principles. So um, yeah, that about wraps up everything we were going to say about this. We we literally tackled the entire issue of diversity. It's oh, done. It's, it's solved. And our church is now perfect. And, the key, <laughs> and yeah, you know what to do. And you know what to do. But really, I think it comes down to recognizing, hey, there is there's beauty in diversity that... Um, we are all created in the Imago Dei, in the image of mm. God, and the kingdom of God is reflective of that. Um, and so we uh, need to be humble. We need to ask God to reveal to us our blind spots, ask God to uh, lead us uh humbly, that we would just say, God, well, how are you leading in this? And that we uh, would... Uh, truly value diversity, not mm -hmm. as a token, but truly value um, others, brothers and sisters, and and listen, learn, value their experience. Uh, and, and if we're going to reach Gen Z, you we have no option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we have no option. So <laughs> yeah. we have to model it. Yeah. And yeah. part of modeling it is saying, hey, here's ways that I think We've gotten this wrong over time. Yeah. We, not the church, not they, not the people before me, but we have yeah. gotten this wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's what we're trying to do to say, Lord, help us. That's right. Cool. Well, uh, we hope you will uh, join us next week as we continue this conversation with issues uh, uh, facing Generation Z. And uh, as we continue the conversation, talking about some of, of 
the negative sides of, of inclusion and uh, really some obstacles that uh, Gen Z is going to face when it comes to culture uh, mm, and inclusion and specific issues. There, yeah, right, so you right. have to tune in next week to find yeah. out what I How am. can diversity and inclusion be bad? How could it be bad? You think on that next week, we'll have all the answers. So thank you for joining us. We hope you'll tune in next week and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next content. Our next content. I know that was <laughs> It's all right. It's fine. That was so Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.